I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into Critical Thinking with Andrew Coppins, except I'm not Andrew Coppins. I am Pat Oney. Filling in for Andrew today as he is out under the weather with supposedly not COVID. Supposedly it is not COVID. He will hopefully be back tomorrow. Um, Until then, make sure that you follow him and myself on the socials for Andrew at the Coppin Show. For me, it's at the Pat Oni Show. Except I think over on Instagram, I think he changed his to at Critical Thinking Show um, instead because it was getting confused with his real estate page. Well, whatever. Um, that being said, there is no video today. So if you're over on Rumble looking for today's show, it's not going to be there because Andrew has all the fancy schmancy video stuff um, to be able to uh, do a video. Um, I, I do not. Um, I have some things, but I don't have all the software that he uses to be able to do all that he does. So um, for today, it's just audio only. So wherever you uh, listen to your favorite podcasts, I would highly suggest looking there if you're looking to uh, listen to um, Critical Thinking um, for today. That being said, let's just get into today. Um, I, I've got a, a few stories that are COVID-related right up front, and then we, we've got the whole student debt relief um, in the back half. I'm also going to play a version of the B or not the B since Andrew's not here today. I actually have two, not one, but two Babylon B stories. And the reason why I chose two today is frankly because I could not decide which one I wanted to use. They are both timely and they both fit very well into today's show. So we will play that here after a bit. But first... Got to get into a little bit of the news. 
Uh, First Lady Jill Biden tests positive for COVID-19 once again in rebound case. (laughs) So I I have a question for all of the uh, cult of COVID um, out there and uh, of COVIDistan. Does Joe Biden and Jill Biden not have the best health care available to them argumentably in the world? Both of them got COVID. Both of them have been quadruple jabbed. And both got rebound cases of COVID. Yay! Don't they have the, the best possible health care available? How do, they, how do they get a rebound case of COVID? Especially since they've been, you know, quadruple jabbed. Hmm. That's interesting. It's almost like... What we've been saying for the last however long now is that the, uh, the the jab doesn't work. But I digress. But, but, our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci, a.k.a. The Science, trademark, uh, was on uh, Neil Cavuto's show on Fox News. And uh, had had a few things to say in regards to his tenure. And also was talking about his retirement and how he's not retiring because the Republicans are likely to take over Congress in November. The Senate is becoming less and less likely all the time, but the the House is staying strong. The the House is likely going to be taken by Republicans. And ironically, here's here's the, the side note on this. The only people that could possibly screw this election up for the Republicans is the Republicans. So there you have that. Uh, so if, if the Republicans lose the Senate and only win the House, they have literally themselves to blame. That being said, uh, Fauci is not, according to him, not retiring, not retiring because the Republicans might take over Congress. So why is he retiring? Well, because it's time. He had told President Biden when he was first elected, when he was asked to serve as his chief medical officer, that that he would be honored to serve, and he didn't want to turn that down. So he said he would give it a year. That's convenient. Um... That's supposedly what he said. I mean, there's, there is no one corroborating that story. He he very well may have said it. I don't know. But it does not look very good that he's retiring uh, in December of this year, right before Republicans potentially take control of Congress. So he's reflecting on his time and answering some questions about his time and how he handled uh, COVID for over the last two years and some of the things that he had said. And, uh, well, here's one of the clips of just his total depravity. Um, you know, you had said a number of times, doctor, on this show as well, that, uh, your response to COVID might not have been perfect, but it was in the times and the fast moments in which you lived and, and were making those decisions. So looking back at some of those decisions, including masks, you were first opposed to them, then you embraced them, uh, the severity of, of the epidemic itself and completely shutting down 
uh, virtually the entire American economy. Do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse? No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. There was a lot of consideration among the White House task force that we were reaching a point where the hospitals, such as in New York City and other places, were being strained to the point of practically being overwhelmed. And when Dr. Burks and I came with the proposal that we take 15 days to essentially get to the point where we slow, if not shut some things down, not completely. And the record will show, Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. We wanted to cause a pause to remember the terminology to flatten the curve. But in retrospect, and Dr. We did do that you regret we... that it went too far? Whatever your original intentions were, and it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback here, but that it went too far, that particularly for kids uh, who, who couldn't go to school except remotely, that it's forever damaged right. them. Well, I don't think it's forever irreparably damaged anyone, but I think obviously, and you, if you go back and people selectively kneel, yeah. On that note, there's a lot of things here. For example, Fauci said that uh, he didn't shut down the government. Well, technically, he's not wrong. He, he technically did not himself shut down the government. But if we go back, you know, to when he was uh, speaking at the uh, College of Holy Cross, he happened to um, say this. And I believe this was actually i'm not exactly sure when this was but this was back you know at least i think at least a year ago i'm not exactly sure when this was but it was it was in the early to mid covid 19 pandemic point i do believe but he did say this driven by new york city metropolitan area i recommended to the president that we shut the country down um so wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute he recommended that we shut the country down. He may not have actually shut down the government himself, but he made the recommendation to, at the time, President Trump and his administration to shut down the government. And that's exactly what they did. They shut it down. And we went well beyond well beyond the two weeks to uh, flatten the curve or the technical term 15 days to flatten the curve. We went well beyond it. This man needs to be on trial for the last two and a half years. The Republicans, which... <laughs> You've heard me say it before. I don't trust for a second that they are ever going to put this man on trial. Not for a second. He's more likely to get a book deal than ever get put on trial. Which, what? I mean, watch it happen. He might get both, but he'll at least get the book deal. He'll get the book deal long before he gets on put on trial, that's for sure. But he should be facing 
a Nuremberg-type tribunal so that this crap never, ever, ever happens again. And so that people like Donald Trump never, ever surrender their presidency to a bureaucrat like Fauci ever again. And these comments from Fauci right here, right now, are exactly the reason why it should give us all pause to put in Trump 2.0 come November or, or November of 2024. It should give us all pause because we don't have Fauci without Donald Trump. We don't have 15 days to flatten the curve without Fauci and Donald Trump. We don't have it. We don't have the inflation from all these stimulus packages without Fauci and Donald Trump. We don't have it. This man deserves to be put on trial because this is this is gaslighting. This is flat out lying. This is total depravity. Total depravity. And you know, I, I'm not uh, I'm, I'm not part of the blaze or anything like that. Um, Andrew and I are completely independent um, as of right now. And normally, I, we don't like to do stuff quite like this. I mean, we, we do mention like the Steve Day show from time to time. Normally, I don't just promote other things un, uh, in an unsolicited manner. But today I'm going to. Today I'm going to. Today I am actually going to recommend you go to trialsandexecution.com. That's trialsandexecution.com. This is something that Steve Dace and Daniel Horowitz over at The Blaze have been working on. They've been working on a book called Rise of the Fourth Reich, Confronting COVID Fascism with a New Nuremberg Trial So This Never Happens Again, and if you go to that that uh, that link, trialsandexecution.com, you can actually read the 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 opening statement that they make, <coughs> and I it's just an opening statement, and it's it's long, it's really long, but. Supposedly in this book, they're coming with receipts. And you know what? I've listened to them long enough. I tend to believe it. These these guys, they're not experts when it comes to COVID. They're not experts when it comes to virology. But they've had experts on. They've asked all the questions. And all of this, all of this from Fauci could have been avoided. That's what's so troubling about it. It's, we have let this total depravity and this evil, evil man continue to ravage our country and our families. First of all, he's not even my doctor. He's not even my doctor and he's telling me I have to stay home because I may or may not have something. 
How am I supposed to put food on the table for my family? How am I supposed to keep my business open? How am I supposed to go out and get groceries and um, take care of take care of my family, make sure there's food on the table, that the mortgage is paid for? You know, I I remember when this whole 15 days to flatten the curve was happening. I remember putting on Facebook, how long can we as a nation sustain living like this? And to my surprise, I had people come on there saying, as long as it takes. So I said, what if it takes a year? Oh, it won't take a year. It won't take a year. What if it takes two years? Oh, it won't take two years. Here we are two and a half years later. And here we have a jab that has been... From what the CDC is saying now, the the vaxxed and unvaxxed are on the same level. So that that really should just take to mean the, the jab was fundamentally worthless. And now they will, and watch this happen, they will take that jab and they will use it in the election cycle. And they will try to blame it all on Donald Trump. Now, don't get me wrong. Donald Trump pushed that vaccine. He pushed, he pushed on, it, on it to get it FDA approved, his administration, and to get it out to the people as quickly as humanly as possible. And yet here we have, we have all the VAERS reports, we have all of the myocard, myocarditis cases, we have all the infertility cases that, that may be linking up to this as well, um, and, and, and here we are. As much as we would like to blame the Democrats and all the leftists for pushing the vaccine and trying to push on us vaccine mandates, we have none of this without Donald Trump. And without Anthony Fauci. None of it. And yet, here we are acting like, oh, the GOP is going to save us. Donald Trump's going to save us in 2024. What what assurances do I have from people in the MAGA Forever crowd that none of this will ever happen again? Donald Trump already did this once. What assurances do we have that this will never happen again? Has the president, or excuse me, the former president, come out and said, um, we, uh, we, we, we apologize for, for pushing the, the vaccine and um, we, we own um, all the um, issues that have come out because of our rushing of it and... Um, because we didn't know enough about it before we, we put it out into the general population. Has he come out and said anything remotely like that? Ever. Will he? I, I think we'll be long, long dead um, and in the ground and long before uh, Donald Trump even remotely thinks about uh, saying anything like that. It's not happening, folks. We want to blame Biden for all of this. And don't get me wrong. The Biden administration has plenty on its hands when it comes to the whole COVID thing. Plenty. And it has plenty of issues. 
And yes, I know that Donald Trump did a lot of good for this country. But if you stop and you really critically think about this, and this is this is the whole point of this show, critically think about this. Challenge your own point of view. Does any of this happen without Donald Trump and Anthony Fauci? Because Fauci doesn't happen without Donald Trump, by the way. Donald Trump could have fired Fauci long, 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 long time ago, and he didn't. He didn't. And now this guy is going to retire at the end of the year. And by the way, getting at least a $350,000 taxpayer-funded, by the way, pension. (coughs) This guy should be standing in front of a Nuremberg-type tribunal. And from what I understand and from what I've been reading about Nuremberg, there were people that were put on trial for a lot less. A lot less. Yet here we are, watching this total depravity happen right in front of our eyes. What are we doing about it? What, what really, what are we doing about it? And what guarantee that do we have that this will not happen again? So I, I have two suggestions for you. One, trialsandexecution.com. The other is revivingliberty.com. Because while trials and execution is about demanding justice for what has happened over the last two and a half years, reviving liberty is a manifesto of what it would mean to revive liberty in this country. It is a peaceful manifesto. There is no violence whatsoever. We do not promote violence on this show in any shape or form. It is a pathway to get you started as an individual to bringing liberty back into your own life, then your family's life, then your community's life, your state, and then your country, and let it trickle up that way. All you need to do is go to revivingliberty.com. Check it out. You can also find it wherever your favorite podcasts are played. Um, It is an audio-only podcast that Andrew's been working on for the last several weeks. Uh, We are... Um, running this podcast all the way through the 2022 election. Um, I highly recommend that you check it out. And I highly recommend that you share it far and wide. Because America was founded on principles of liberty. It was founded on it. And we take those founding principles and then we apply them to today's world. Today's standards. This isn't nostalgia. This is taking the lessons of the past and applying them to right now to keep America's soul because that was the foundation of America's soul was individual liberty you want that back you want you want your freedom your liberty you want to make sure it stays protected because clearly we can't trust the government the last two and a half years are an example of why we can't trust the government on this Go to revivingliberty.com. And if you want justice, go to trialsandexecution.com. All right. Time to play a little of the uh, be or not to be solo style, which really is me just giving you a, a headline from the Babylon being going into the story. But as I said earlier, I have not one, but two headlines today. 
<coughs> excuse me. The first one is Nancy Pelosi leading the charge for Biden administration to forgive bar tabs. On the heels of the news that the Biden administration is forgiving tens of thousands of dollars worth of student loan debt, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi began pushing the White House to offer the same relief to Americans with outstanding bar tabs. If little Johnny Gender studies can get they their student loan debt forgiven, then hard-drinking Americans should be have similar benefits, said Ms. Pelosi, as she staged staggered through the hallways outside of the House chamber. It's not right that people should be saddled with enormous bar tabs for their entire lives. Though some some lawmakers voiced support for Ms. Pelosi's idea, other members of Congress were not as excited about that proposal. The speaker is clearly trying to benefit from Biden's attempt to buy the votes of Amer American people, said Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. Weed mid mid Midwestern yokels aren't here to subsidize Miss Pelosi and her husband's guzzling a hundred gallons of Carbonet, wherever you call or whatever you call it. Real Americans can drink cheap beer and pay their own dang bar tabs. While they push their while they push to have their tabs forgiven is sure to be popular among raging alcoholics, it remains to be seen what type of effect it will have on the Democrats' midterm chances in November. At publishing time, Pelosi had asked her very sober husband for a ride to the bar to meet with fellow champions of the new proposal. Yeah, I'm going to have some things to say about that here in just a second. But let me give you the, the uh, second Babylon Bee headline first. Ten more debts Biden is canceling. Ten more debts Biden is canceling. Canceling debts is popular. As it turns out, Americans love when the consequences of their poor choices are paid by others. To give the people what they want, Biden has announced plans to cancel these other debts as well. One, all casino debts. Now you'll have all the money to spend at the casino. Two, whatever you still owe on your iPhone 13, 72 easy payments of $100. How? The 300000 you spent to make your Raid Shadow Legends character look awesome. Americans shouldn't have to work three jobs to pay off their level 99 Berserker armor with custom decals. 4. The national debt of Ukraine. Also, Zelensky's brothel debts. It's for, it's for democracy. <laughs> um, 5. All of your Kohl's cash has that expired. It's immoral that Kohl's let their cash expire. We must correct this grave injustice. The 12,000 you lost in Bitcoin this year. Dogecoin buyers are out of the out of luck. Sorry. 7. Your 458,000 hospital bill, you get your temperature checked. Oh wait, another bill just came in. Add another $1,200. All the uh, hey, all the ticket money uh Ryan Johnson owes Star Wars fans. We are owed reparations. Nine, all the money you spent on door dashing during the pandemic. Three grand? You fatty. Ten, the U.S. national debt. Unfortunately, China might have something to say about that. Yeah, I'm sure they would have something to say about that. 
Look, so I brought these two two stories up because of the uh, Biden administration coming out today, announcing that they are going, or actually it was yesterday, it was uh, the Biden uh, announces student loan handout as national debt soars. Oh boy, where to even begin with this? There, there are so many places that I, I could start with this, but I, I, I just, I'll, I'll start here. Because this, this to me, makes the most sense. We are in a recession. We are having inflation problems. Some of which caused by the Trump administration, or at the very end of the Trump administration. A lot of this being agged on and by putting forth bad policies by the Biden administration. And what the hell, let's just spend more money to uh, cancel debt or rather reshuffle the deck so that way all the debt does not fall on the shoulders of those that took out the student loans and have accrued that debt over time. That, that's essentially what they're doing. They, this isn't a canceled debt. This is a reshuffling of who carries the weight. And which is you and me, the taxpayer, by the way. Now, I never had student loans. Uh, my college was actually paid for. Never, never had, never had to take out a student loan once. Not once. My wife, on the other hand, did take out student loans in her undergrad. And right before we we moved to our new house in the uh, during the pandemic, she paid off all of her student loans, all of them, paid them off by herself. Paid them off. And now she is in her last semester of her master's degree. And we never once had to take out a student loan for it. She will graduate with her master's degree in December without having to take out a student loan. Now call me old fashioned. But you take out a loan, you pay it back. Because I have a question. Why are we just canceling student loan debt? Why aren't we canceling mortgages? I mean, we all should have a place to live, right? We, we shouldn't have the massive amounts of, of debt hanging over our heads to uh, buy a house. Right? We shouldn't have that from month to month until... 20, 30 years down the road, that house is paid off. We shouldn't have that, right? What about, what about, uh, we, we have to have reliable transportation. Why not cancel all auto loans? We all have to have jobs, right? Why not cancel all business loans? You see where I'm going with this folks? Why, why not? Why, why not be able to cancel these things, or at least be able to provide some sort of federal relief. Because despite what some people might think, this isn't canceling all student loans. This isn't. In fact, uh, $10,000 of federal student loan debt will certain borrowers making less than $125,000 a year. And up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients while extending pause on federal student loan payments through the end of the year. 
Uh, in keeping with my campaign promise, the administration announced the plan on giving working and middle-class families breathing room as pressure to resume the federal student loan payments in January of 2023. That's essentially what this thing does. But here, here's 10 grand for you. Here's 10 grand for you. Here's 10 grand for you. My wife saw this and was pissed. Because why, why did she have to pay off all that student loan debt? While others are getting a handout from Uncle Sam and Uncle Joe and maybe a slight bribe of, uh, hey, make sure you vote Democrat in 2022 and 2024. And, and to say that he somewhat accomplished something on his agenda of many promises that he made during his campaign for president. Where, where? Do we get some of that money back? Do do those that actually paid off all of their student loans and put themselves through college, do, do we get some of that money back? Especially, you know, for, for those of us that actually went to college and did something useful, like my wife, for example, she's a teacher. You know, she actually uses her degree every day, unlike the uh, gender studies folks. Or the philosophy. Where's this money coming from? I mean, it's got to be that that tree that that's like in the uh, back of the White House lawn that just grows money, right? The one that they call modern monetary theory. Look, I'll even I'll even go this far. Does this relief actually help students alleviate some debt? Is student, a lot of the student loan debt pretty ridiculous? Yes. Yes, it would. And yes, this will help. This will help students out there. This will. Or former students that are trying to currently get out of debt now. This will help. But just because it will help, does that make it right? I mean, you took out the loan. You took it out. You should be the one responsible for paying it back. Just like if you take out that home loan, you are responsible for paying that back. You took out that auto loan, you are responsible for paying that back. Anything that you do as an adult, you have a choice. And if you go and you get a degree that is a fundamentally useless, it is not yielding returns on your investment from college. In other words, giving you that salary to pay off that student debt. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Oh, you got to go have the time of your life and get an education? There are other ways to have a time of your life. There are other ways to get an education. There are other ways to make a good career and a good living for yourself. College is not the only answer. Despite what we all and what my generation grew up with, Despite what we all believe, it is not the only way to grow up and make a living. And college is not right for everyone. There are certain things that are worth going to college for. There are certain things that are worth going to graduate school for or some sort of specialty trade school for. There are a lot of things that are worth doing. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't go to college, by the way. I'm saying if you're going to go to college, be prepared. 
be prepared to, to, to take on that, that student loan debt. Or, hell, get a job and put yourself through college. Maybe put yourself college through part-time and go through a little bit slower so that way you, you can keep up with the tuition payments and housing and all of that fun stuff. Maybe that's what you do need to do. Now, my sister, who, who just graduated uh, Valedictorian High School, she just started college uh, this last week at Ohio University, and she's in, she's in the marching band there. And I asked her, why, why, why the University of Ohio over Ohio State? Because she got into the Ohio State marching band and turned down the Ohio State marching band to go to the University of Ohio. Why? Because the University of Ohio offered her more money. And she fundamentally told me that I am not going to school to play in the band. I am going to school to get a degree for a very specific job that I want when I graduate college. She's 18 years old. I'm like, that's a very mature answer. She knows what she wants to do. She has at least a plan of how to get there. And when you're, you know, you're offered, you know, an X amount of scholarship money to keep that student debt a little bit lower then yeah, I, I, I understand it. I, I totally get it. She made an insurement adult decision. She also understands that she is going to have to pay all of any debt that she takes or any loans that she takes out. She will have to pay that back upon graduating. She will have to make payments on that. That is the consequence of that decision. And that is something that, that our society has fundamentally lost. It is personal responsibility. You know, I, I actually uh, I found something from Dave Ramsey on this too. Um, just floating around on Facebook. And there, there are some parts I don't necessarily agree with on this, but all in all, I, th I thought this was pretty good. He said, there are a lot of mixed emotions across the United States today. On one hand, people with federal student loans making less than $125,000 per year will now have $10,000 of their student loans forgiven. For those who are also below that income amount and receive a Pell Grant in college, they will have $20,000 of their loans forgiven. Awesome. We're celebrating with you. On the other hand, there are a lot of people that worked really hard to pay or their children's way through school to already have paid their loans off and they are not happy. They have every right to be angry. We're pretty pissed off for you too. This all comes with a price tag, $300 billion dollars. Who pays for that bill? The taxpayers. This is not free money. It will not come at a price. If this crisis is so horrible, it is, that they are actually forgiving $10,000 worth of loans, then why aren't they going to stop at making student loans? Why are they still making student yeah, That's a great question. Why are they still making student loans? It makes no sense at this, pro this problem will just continue to hurt Americans. For those of you that still have tens of hundreds of thousands worth of student loan debt 
to pay off, we're still with you. And we still have and you still have the ability to fight your way out of this mess. Don't forget, no matter that what impact today's news has on you personally, you were in charge of your life. And your future success is thanks to your hard work and your sacrifice. Do not give up. We'll be cheering you on every step of the way. I agree with a lot of this. What he's talking about at the end is simply personal responsibility. But that's not what our government wants. They want you to rely on them. They want you so badly to rely on them. And I understand. I understand a lot of people are still out there. They still have lots of debt. But my wife worked her way out of it. And if my wife can do it, so can anyone else. It comes down to making good decisions. It comes down to learning to navigate life and and planning ahead and planning for those rainy days. I mean, how we just had, we had a flood in our house uh, back at the end of February and then we did a remodel on top of all the, the repairs from um, that our insurance was going to cover Um, because we're like, we're going to tear everything apart. We're going to just go ahead and remodel because we would like to have kids one of these days and if that's the case, you know, if once if kids come before that remodel happens, that remodel is probably not going to happen because I'm not handy enough to do it myself. My wife's not handy enough to do it herself. I'm like, this is a great time to do it. We looked at our options and we planned for it. We planned for it. And we had been planning and, and saving because we always do this. We save 10% of every paycheck. Every paycheck we save for things like that house flood, for big purchases that we may need to make one of these days. We do that so that way we don't have to rely on anyone else to pick up that slack for us. Because here's here's what is fundamentally happening. This is why I'm I'm pretty pissed about this whole thing. This is why Mrs. Pat is also pissed about this whole student debt canceling thing is because now you have transferred that debt onto us as taxpayers. We didn't agree to that debt. We didn't, we didn't make you go to college. We didn't make you take out all of those student loans. We didn't make you study something completely useless. And now you're working at Starbucks or Burger King Um, outside of college we did not make you do those things and by the way i remember when i got out of college i got out of college in 2011 back in basically in the height of the great recession under the obama administration which this president was then the vice president it was hard it took me a while to find something that was going to make me a a good living and a good career out of it. It ultimately wasn't what I went to school for, but a lot of things that I went to school for ended up being very useful for me in the end. And still technically serve me to this day.
but you have to make those decisions. You have to grind. You have to, you have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which a lot of people don't like hearing nowadays because the world is so hard and life is so hard. Guess what? Life is hard. Life is hard. It is a series of good and bad decisions. And we have to live with the consequences of those decisions. But we've lost sight of that. We want to go to college and not have to pay what we pay. And on some level, I agree. I think it's ridiculous that, you know, to, to go to certain colleges, it's tens of thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to school there. I don't disagree with you on, on that. But you knew that going in. And you did it anyway. And now you expect people like me who have worked hard, people like my wife who have worked hard, people that have put themselves through school, their kids through school, you're in, and have paid off all of their debts, you're expecting them to help you front the bill. That's what this administration is expecting of us. And it's wrong. It is morally wrong. Again, I understand that this this will help people. But at what cost to others? This will help some, but then hurt others. And mind you, we're still in the middle of a recession. And we still have all of our inflation problems on top of it. Neither of those things are going away anytime soon. And here we are, $300 billion. Oh, and by the way, let's send a few more billion over to Ukraine, which is another story. Here we are saying, hey, let's just keep throwing money around the world. Money that we don't even have. We're how many trillions of dollars in debt? And here we are just throwing around, you know, here's, here's $300 billion to uh, student debt relief. Where did that money come from? We just keep spending and spending and spending and spending and spending. And yet, we're not willing to face the consequences of that spending and of those choices that we've made. We're not willing to do it. But the chickens will eventually come home to roost. And trust you me. There will be hell to pay. And that's going to do it for me today. Uh, Andrew should be back tomorrow. We should be back with uh, some more B or not the B. We'll hopefully crown a new Richard of the Week. Uh, we will also throw some stories into the fryer. And what have you just like we do every friday so hopefully he will be back tomorrow if not i likely will be doing another solo show so either way there will be an, an episode of critical thinking on friday until tomorrow don't get lost remember who you are and no means no and let's go brandon even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.